So I'm going to head this up this morning is God's truth is revealed in his word. That's my heading. April the 2nd, David Alcott was here speaking, and he mentioned um, when there's times when you get a song going round and round and round in your head, over and over again, a hymn, a chorus, and you can't let go of it, and you're singing it and singing it all the time. And um, I'm sure we all do get this at times, you get the hymn, we get a chorus, chorus that flows through your mind and your thoughts and your hearts. Well, as Malcolm said once, that um, God often speaks to you in song. Well, God often speaks to me in song. And I would like to, this morning, if I can, to sing this song because this psalm, a few weeks ago, I got this song, and I just could not get it off my head, and I still can't. It's Psalm 19. And when Steve asked if I would speak today, and on the message for today, my thoughts were, well, what would God give me for today? And I looked at the scripture and the chapter given, and lo and behold, there was before me the scripture in Psalm 19, which I hadn't noticed before. And... I knew then that before I speak today, God was speaking to me and bringing more understanding of a scripture to my heart. And so I'm praying today and have been praying that you here will also receive from him. And so I would like, if I may, to sing the song, part of this Psalm 19. Um, Scriptures are a source, aren't they? A source of spiritual feast that we can daily, daily partake of by reading God's word. And so I'd like to, if I may, to sing this this morning. And I pray it will bless your heart. And then I will take you over to Luke chapter 24, 36, 49. Greater than honey and the honeycomb. Oh, the Lord, the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The test me of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Also than honey and the honeycomb. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. 
more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweet also than honey and the honeycomb. Oh, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. My strength and my redeemer. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them there is great reward. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them there is great reward. And in keeping of them there is great reward. So God's truth is revealed in his word. The word of God is truth. The word of God is life. It is powerful. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. His word are like a hammer that breaks a rock in two. His word brings peace. It's life to our soul. It brings healing. It cleanses us, feeds us, nourishes us. It protects us. The word of God warns us, equips us. And much, much more. The word of God is powerful unto salvation. And the word of God is like a sieve. And as you read it, it cleanses and purifies you. Allow me now at this moment to take you to the scriptures, Luke chapter 24, starting from verse 35, and I'm going through to 50. Chapter 50, uh, 24, verse 50. So, the verses 35 and 36. We listened to Jeff last week on the mental rule, the disciples to the road to Emmaus. So we're following on from here. So the direct disciples at this time had returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven. And those who were with them, they were gathered together. And they were telling about the things that had happened. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. And what did he say? He said to them, peace to you, peace to you. So here is Jesus standing among them, declaring his peace to them. Isn't it wonderful for us to be in his presence, our Lord Lord Jesus declaring his peace to us? And as Jesus appeared among the disciples all those years ago, he appears to us today. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. We've heard this three times this morning. Same God yesterday, today, and forever. And we can rest in his peace and his presence. And he said, didn't he, when he was 
amongst the disciples, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, I do not give you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He gives us his peace for our total well-being and inner rest. And as we're in his inner rest and fellowship with him, Jesus' peace is real and present. We go to verse 37. And I will, I'm reading from the New King James Version. So I'm going to read 37. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. So there was Jesus saying, peace to you. And then they were frightened, terrified, and thought they had seen a spirit. How many times in our lives, walking hand in hand with our Lord, have we felt afraid, fearful, discouraged, just like the disciples back then? And God says to us many times, do not fear redeemed you, your mind. When you walk through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through fire, you'll not be burned. And he says, do not be dismayed, for I am your God and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So in our lives today, if we see a spirit, not a ghost, but a spirit, or we see anything, the manifestations of anything, or any demonic activity, like Malcolm's been experiencing, different things happening to us, we do not need to be afraid. We really do not need to be afraid. And we are going to start seeing things happening because we are on the threshold of something. I feel it so deep in my spirit and things are going to start happening. And we are going to start seeing things, but do not be afraid when these things happen because our Lord has said, Do not be afraid. We can stand on scripture. We can stand on his word. Now I'm going to read verse 38. What it says. And he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your hearts? Jesus knew their hearts. Like he knows our hearts today. He knows what troubles us, what concerns we have. And in his word, he says, as I said, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. I am your God, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, and you are in the palm of my hand. And as Jesus knew the hearts of the disciples, he knows everyone's heart today. He knows our every thought, and he knows every desire in our hearts. And he promises to fulfill the desire of our hearts. He has our future in his hands and he knows the way that we take. He has hold of our hearts. But he tells us in his word, we must guard our hearts in Christ Jesus our Lord. Guard against anything that would seek to discourage us in our walk with him. For our enemy, the devil, does prowl around like a roaring lion. And he seeks to discourage us. He isn't a roaring lion. He just acts like one. So we do not need to fear. 
I also mentioned in the scripture of doubting, disciples doubting. And it brings me to Downton Thomas. Poor Thomas, he often gets to speak about, doesn't he, Downton Thomas. Thomas was reluctant to believe the truth of the resurrection without seeing Jesus himself. And until he saw him with his own eyes. Jesus says those who believe without sight are truly blessed. And that includes us today. We don't see the Lord physically, but trust he is with us always. We can doubt many things on our walk with him, but we here know he has risen from the dead, that he is Lord over all our lives, that he will never, ever leave our forsake us. And that's been repeated here this morning. And we are, as I've said, in the palm of his hands. And one day we will be with him in glory. We're going to be with him in glory. So why are we fearing? We know this. We know in our hearts. We know. I'm going to read now 30, verse 39 and, 40, 39 and 40. He stood among them. He said, Behold my hands and my feet. That is I myself standing there. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he has said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Here we have Jesus saying, touch me and see. Touch me and see. Today we, his children, can reach out and touch the Lord 24-7. Touch him in our worship and our praise. Feel the anointing coming upon our lives as we worship him in the beauty of his holiness. He is here this morning. He's among us, and all we need to do is reach out to him. He's here with us in spirit and loves us to worship him, joining with heaven as we sing our praises and our thanks to him. He is never, ever too busy to hear our hearts cry as we reach out to him and touch him today and every day. We are his privileged, chosen children, and he's just Wanting to touch us. So let's continue to worship him in our hearts as we touch him in the heavenly realms, joining with the angels. For when we worship, we do join with heaven. We sing, used to sing this chorus, he touched me, he touched me. And all oh, the joy that filled my soul, something happened. And now I know. He touched me and made me whole. And only he can do that. But we have to reach out to him. And he touches us. And there's no better joy in our lives than Jesus touching us. Touching us. And he's so eager to do that. So eager. Verse 41 and 42. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? And so they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and some honeycomb. Some honeycomb. Here we have Jesus after the resurrection turn, returning and eating broiled fish and some honeycomb. It refers to God's truth as revealed in his word. 
the word of God is described as this honeycomb. Proverbs 16 verse 24 says, Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Eating fish and honeycomb is a Mediterranean diet. It's very healthy. Psalm 19 verse 10 says, More to be desired, this is the word of God, are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. And Psalm 119 verse 12 says, The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins or silver. Honey is non-inflammatory. It's an antioxidant and antibacterial agent. It treats coughs, burns, promotes healing. How much, much more does the word of God promote healing every time we read it? The word is like a sieve, I said before, cleansing us, purifying us. It brings healing, satisfies our soul. Every time we read it, we're being cleansed. His word is both sweet and nourishing. Psalm 24 says, taste God's word. It's sweeter and better for you than anything else. So, feast on his word. Dig into it each day and find nourishment for your soul and truth to live by. It is medication for our soul. As we meditate on his word, feast on it every day. Look, listen to what Jeremiah says. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. He ate the word of God, taken it in, taken it into his spirit, into his soul. And Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Feast on it. Meditate on it. It penetrates deep within as we have a continual feast with him. Do you know one week out of God's word, one week is seven days gone by. Seven days gone by. And as we need food to survive in everyday life, how much more we need the word of God to help us through whatever is before us every day, every day. Have a continual feast on his word. Get the scriptures right into our spirit. Especially now we are in the end times. And we are. We're in the end times. And so I just want to say it at a time, and maybe I've said it to others before, but, you know, I, 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 I didn't think we were in the end times. This was about five years ago, and I, I didn't. And I thought, no, there's so many people to be reached yet, Lord, and you're going to be doing this before you come again, and we're not the end times yet. And one morning I'd gone home from church, and I sat and just made the, done, done the meal, and I was just sitting ready to eat. And just so I did, a wave came in, and the Holy Spirit said, you're in the end times. Doesn't matter what man says to me now, Holy Spirit has spoke to me and my heart. We are in the end times and we need the word of God in our hearts. And talking about scripture, there's power, power 
and used in scripture. And I just want to speak of a time when I was praying for somebody and I was led to pray for a hedge around that person. And as I prayed, and it was one of those moments where I could see the hedge going around this person as I was praying. And everything that tried to penetrate that hedge just bounced off it, and it bounced off. Any fiery dart, and everything was bouncing off that hedge. And when we use scripture and we pray those things and pray a hedge or use scripture, that's powerful. And it happens. It happens. God showed me that really clearly. And I just praise and thank God for the word of God that he's given us to use. And it's powerful. And when we're praying, speak out the word of God. So getting back, we're speaking of the honeycomb that promotes the healing. And I said, how much more does the word of God bring healing to us? But how about God, who is our healer? God himself. What did he say? What you knit together in your mother's womb? I created and formed you. I know the mechanisms of your body and how the body functions. I am the Lord, your God, your healer. God, our Father, has given us doctors. He's given us nurses to aid and to help us in our sicknesses. He who formed us knows what we have need of. But I have to say, we do have a miracle-working God who also does miraculous healings in our lives. And today I can witness to surgeons help me over this year with my health and my recent illness of the open heart surgery um, that went well. And then I had a serious infection that took weeks and weeks in hospital and trying to get right. But God held hold of my hand. And um, I was singing hymns all the time in hospital and, and, and rejoicing in God, God himself and in his word because I could spend more time in his word. And um, after masses of medications, I can say, here I am, and as a testimony, standing to him. Yes, he used doctors and nurses, but he also touched my life in a new and different way. And I was being upheld and kept throughout this year by the power of God and the love of God. And all glory goes to him. All glory goes to him. And I can testify now after two occasions when I was touched and instantly healed by the hand of God in this place. In this place. So I was maybe two, two rows away, the role that Carol's in now. And I always sat there because that used to be my seat years ago. But that was like we had our seat, you know. It wasn't mine. But people used to sit in the same seat. So I was sitting there. And... Um, I'd had a bad attack of sciatica for about two months. And I couldn't sit down. I couldn't even look after my children well. And I used to sit on the corner of the chair because I couldn't sit. And I'd been like that for two months. And we had Robert Chalk come in and David Willows, evangelist, came this particular weekend to speak. And I just... They called us just to go out for prayer. And I went out for prayer. And do you know, I was here... And instantly, I danced around 
and round and round this hall. My feet weren't touching the floor. It was like I was being held up. And I can testify to that. And that was a healing from the Lord. And I walked out here and drove the car back and I was fine. And I went back to work, I believe, a few days later. And then there was this other time, sitting in the same place. <laughs> and I um, had experienced a few weeks of pain in my side. I believe it was my side, yeah, the side, I can't remember now, it was so many years ago, but I did. And that was a real deep pain, and it didn't last for long, but it was there. And I kept saying, Lord, what is this pain? What is this pain? Anyway, this Sunday morning, I'd been to feed one of the... Um, one of my friend's cats, she was on holiday, she always came to the church, and I had this pain. I fed the cat, and I said, oh, I don't know if I'll get to church, but I did, I drove here, and I remember, I believe I was coming along here, and I said, Lord, what is this pain? What is this pain? I came in the front door, and I sat, and I believe his name is McCann, I can't remember his first name, and he was here, and he started to walk down, and he got to my role and he said, I believe you need to go out for prayer. The Lord has just told me you've got a cyst on your ovary. And I said, oh, no, it's not me. It's not me. And he walked past me. And I said, and I said oh, I think you could be talking to me. And he said to me, who are you to talk back to God? <laughs> and I thought, oh, oh. Anyway, I came out for prayer again. And I never had the pain again. Never had the pain again. And I praise God for that time. So, yes, there are times when God does miracles. You don't need a doctor, a nurse. He uses doctors and nurses. Oh, yes, he does. He does. But he also does miracles instantly by his hand. So God heals, we've heard, in many ways. And when we least expect it, I didn't expect it that Sunday morning. I'd asked God on the way here, but I'd soon forgotten I'd asked. And the pain had gone, but he heals when we least expect it. And there's a song. I don't know if you know it, but I, I feel led just to sing it. And it's the Lord, actually, singing this, I believe, too, not me, through me. And it goes, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the one who sets you free. For I speak the word and you will be healed. For I am the mighty God. And no sickness can stand before you. Sickness must flee away, for I am the Lord that healeth thee, and I am the one who sets you free. No sickness can stand before our God. When he speaks the word, sickness has to go. When God created the world and us, he spoke the word and it came to be. All we need to do is to ask him. He also says 
Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if we're given medication, whatever medication is given to us, we should take it. For he asks us to look after our bodies. So, he is the God who miraculously heals, but also he gives us medication. He gives us medication. And I asked today, if after the service, we could give time for those who are sick among us. It could be depression, that could be oppression, that could be sickness in your body, whatever. You know, he says, ask me, ask me. And in James, the book of James, it says, if any of you are sick, ask the elders to pray over you. And anoint you with oil. And in the name of the Lord, do this. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Respond to the word of God and what God says today. If you're feeling you need a touch from him, he is here. He is here. And I'm going to read 43 to 248. And he took it and he ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all these things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written, And thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remissions of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Speaking to the disciples. And he took it and ate it in their presence. Well, Today eats with us in our presence as we look to him, as we come together in the breaking of bread. His presence is strongly felt. Not so many weeks ago, as we were breaking bread, he came as a mist over us. Like the dew of heaven, refreshing. He is always with us today as he was with the disciples then. The breaking of bread is his children and him joining together. Here, here, joining with us here, together. And here we also read in the scriptures that Jesus opened their minds to understanding the scriptures. And I pray today, as I've said, that we have more understanding of his word as we read and meditate on it. Jeff mentioned last week, verse 27, and that took my heart straight away, where Jesus brought the disciples' attention to the scriptures. Twice in chapter 24, twice, Jesus opened scriptures to them. Today, as we read his word, he will open up scriptures to us. We need to read his word. Maybe you read it every day. Okay, read it more. (laughs) You know, more and more. And it was, it was necessary for Jesus to suffer, to fulfill salvation's plan. 
and to fulfill all that was written and prophesied in the book of Moses, the Psalms, Isaiah, Isaiah 53, I believe it is. The time in the Garden of Gethsemane when he knelt and prayed in anguish of soul, Jesus, sweat like drops of blood falling to the ground. He was spat upon, crown of thorns placed on his head, whipped, beaten, then nailed to the cross for our sins. Shed his life blood for us. He took our place, took our place, and paid the full price for us, the perfect spotless lamb of God. Do you know we will never suffer like Jesus did? He knows our sufferings too, and he's not unaware of every sorrow, our pain, and everything that troubles us. He knows our every need and comforts us in our sufferings. What a wonderful Savior we serve. He did all this for us and comforts us when we suffer. And he does. Yes, Jesus died for all mankind and Jesus died for you and me. But he is alive. He's our exalted, risen king. And he's now seated at the right hand of God, interceding for you and for me. He did all that, and he's still interceding for us. He's, our sov- he's the sovereign over all. He's ruling and reigning in righteousness. Oh, we're saved by grace alone, aren't we? And also in that verse, it says we're called to be witnesses for him, just like the disciples, and to bring others to repentance. That's what Jesus says, to be his witnesses, and to speak about him. So, 49, 50, 51. Let's read now to the end, and I'm nearly finished. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass, while he blessed them, that we parted from them and carried up into heaven. So, what do we need to do? Wait upon him as the disciples did, and he will daily endure us with power from on high. He will equip us with everything that we need for the road ahead and for the plans he has for us all as a body of Christ and in our individual lives. Today, as we have waited upon him as a church and tarried before him, and I believe compelled to say this, he, God our Father, has shown us quite clearly the way ahead for the future of this church. The core people he spoke to me recently are in place, and the pastoral leaders are here at his calling, his calling. And they have been anointed and endued with power from on high to carry us through what God has for us for the seasons ahead. And we as a church need to stand by them and pray for them as the Spirit is guiding them to lead us, the flock. And he has put them in care, our care, care for us. So we need to embrace them and support them. Let's pray as we recognize their pastoral care over us. As has been said, he is the same God yesterday and forever. He never changes and he never turns. He never changes his mind. So, spend time in his presence. And as you read the word, 
He will answer you. Wait patiently on the Lord in prayer. He will, and he does answer. If you feel at any time you want to do a little fasting, well, that goes a long way too. God says fast and pray. So I find it hard to fast. I really do. But this time, the beginning of Lent, I thought, I'm going to just give something up. 40 days. So I gave up chocolate. Oh, I love chocolate. And I also like ice cream. So I thought, well, I don't know. I'll go a bit further. Maybe give up two things, chocolate and ice cream. And do you know what? After three days, I kept saying the chocolate in the fridge and the ice creams in the freezer. And I kept thinking, oh, my goodness, I want half like a lick of that. And then Ron be sitting there and his ice cream. I'd be sitting there looking at him and think, oh. But, you know. So, <laughs> but do you know what? It was the best thing I ever did. God met with me every day. Every day. Every day. And so now, I'm going to be doing more fasting and giving up things because although God speaks, you don't have to fast, God will still speak, but there was a difference for me. That's what I'm saying. So verse 50 said, Jesus led them as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Well, I'm going to leave you now speaking the ironic blessing over you. Because this is a very powerful scripture of blessing. We should use it more. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. May you feel God's love as you meditate on his words.